It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I guess we got to talk about it. I guess we have to talk about whatever that was on Saturday right here on Locked on Auburn. Before we jump into it, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code at 10OFF for their three uh, restaurant deals this week. 10OFF, use promo code 10OFF for uh, if you spend $30 or more to get $10 off your order to Taste of Asia, Brick Oven, and Zaxby's, that is the Zaxby's on College Street, if I am not mistaken. So, uh, as always, a nice variety. And, of course, if if, n- if none of those restaurants kind of tickle your fancy, um, if you will, of course, you can. They, they have partnered with tons of great restaurants throughout the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area. Also, check out their new app. It's fantastic. They did a great job with it. And uh, if it's your first time using Fetch Me, use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. That's all at FetchMeDelivery.com or their new app. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by my good friend and co-host, Michael Pappas. What a disaster that was on Saturday. I don't think that was a disaster. The Georgia game was a disaster. The uh, Oh, I, the, think what, I think what we watched Saturday was worse than what we watched against Georgia. I completely disagree. Georgia was a better team. South Carolina was just like Auburn should have beaten South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, yes, I understand that that's true, but against South Carolina, they just looked unprepared and, and completely inept against Georgia against South Carolina. They had, I mean, there, there was a large portion of the game where they played well. I mean, there was some stuff that didn't go their way, and, and there was some some poor play in there. But I mean, against Georgia, they don't they didn't look like they belonged on the field. I think uh, I think what we saw Saturday was one of Gus Malzahn's poorest products that he's put on the field as head coach at Auburn. I thought it was abysmal. I thought it was. I mean, I can't defend the guy anymore. So, I mean, something that. We have been hit on on this show as being Malzahn homers or Bo Nix homers or what. I can't do it anymore. I mean, Saturday was it for me as far as Malzahn. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick on the 19 year old kid, but I mean, the fact that Bo Nix isn't getting better and he can't play on the road. If he's not in Jordan Hare Stadium, like he should not. He should not be a starting quarterback in the SEC. When you look at just his road stats, they're abysmal. They are absolutely awful, and that's not on Bo. It's on Gus and Chad, and it's just like, why are you not running the ball? I mean, Tank Bigsby is a freak. You finally got this running game, and it's like you're not using it. And it's just, it is just, it that was it was really tough for me to watch it on Saturday. It was bad, man. It was really, really, really bad. I just, I don't think that it was nearly as bad as I guess you do. Uh, I mean, at, at least this, with Georgia, as we're comparing, you know, the, the the two awful games that we've had to watch this year so far. At least with Georgia, you 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 saw it's like okay, the offensive line stunk. The offensive line was not prepared to play against Georgia. With South Carolina, it's like you can't really circle one thing. To me, that makes it worse. To me, that's like okay, you know, you got 
You got receivers that can't consistently catch the football. And, and, and your response is going to be, well, it, that wasn't just Saturday, which I think is worse. But, and then you've got, you've got Bo Nix, just in, his inability to look like a competent starter outside of Jordan-Hare Stadium. I thought the offensive line actually looked okay. But then just Tank Bigsby, every time he's getting the football, it's, it seems like it's a first down. And you only give it to him 16 times when I think there were 45 dropbacks on Saturday. And 56. it's just how much? 56. It was 56. Wow. And he threw it, the it, ball 48 it, times. Okay. Got it. So 56 dropbacks. Um, okay. So w- w- just, I don't know. It's just kind of something that's like sick, twisted humor where Auburn fans have been begging, you know, ever since Malzahn got got here, it was like, okay, please pass the ball more. You don't need to run it as much, especially, you know, in the, the last three or four years when the running game's kind of taken a step back. It's like, please pass it. <laughs> please pass it. And now Auburn fans are like, why aren't you running it? It's like they finally get a situation where they have a, you know, uh, can have a running presence again. It's like, no, we are only going to throw, especially in the second half. We're just going to totally abandon the game in the second half. And it's just, it was tough, man. It was, I thought it was really, really bad. And it was really, really poor on a lot of different fronts. Yeah, I guess I just, obviously it's disappointing that they lost. I just don't think it's, it's nearly as bad as, um, nearly as bad, I, I guess, as a lot of other people do. I mean, you just named quite a few bright spots from the game. Like we came out of the Georgia game and we're like, this that that was an abject disaster. The team looks completely like but garbage. Georgia's Everyone's good, stunk. Michael. Georgia's a good team. South Carolina's not. And I think that every team in the SEC right now, outside of Alabama, is average. Legitimately, every single one. And and I think we're seeing that almost week in and week out. And I know that there is a difference between Georgia and South Carolina, but there is not as much of a difference as the two products that were put on the field. I mean, that was Auburn's best game from an offensive line standpoint. Um, I mean, if we're going to stand here I do agree and with talk that. about I do agree with that. The offensive line was fine. If, if we need, if we're going to stand here and toss people under the bus for not playing well, the, the defensive tackles for Auburn look like absolute trash. Um, the, 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 the two linebackers are way too small to come down and, and, and be forced to make tackles in the hole, which mm-hmm. is not something that we can, we should be saying about sec linebackers. You're right. I mean, when you see Auburn's two linebackers, if, if you put them out there compared to the rest of the defense, you'd be like, what are those guys playing corner? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, when Auburn's in nickel and you have Zacoby and Owen there, it looks like there's like six safeties on the field. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Auburn tackle Which in most well, cases but- I'm okay with. I, that's more of an issue than I thought it was going to be. I, I mean, obviously when KJ went down and we got that news, we knew that it was going to impact the defense. I didn't think it was going to be that much. Um, and and I guess I, we should give a nod to KJ Britt for that. I, I just I thought Auburn was deeper at linebacker, and and it's not even a depth thing. It's just they're not big linebackers, and that's just kind of I mean Kevin Steele has recruited some smaller linebackers, and so that's just kind of 
that's just kind of the way it is. They did start the game with three linebackers on the field. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And and I'm not sitting here saying that that was a, a, a good game or anything. I just don't think... I just don't think it's nearly as bad as as you do, clearly. I, I mean, I, I just... It's obviously incredibly disappointing and kind of that like slow bleed of just watching that game get away from Auburn is, is just painful. But uh, that game might leave a worse taste in your mouth because you certainly feel like Auburn could have won it during the game. But, I, I mean, against Georgia... I think that that is an inexcusable performance. They don't. They did not look like they belonged on the same field as the Georgia Bulldogs against South Carolina. You know, one or two bounces go a different way, and Auburn wins that football game. And yeah, it, it was not Bo Nix's best game that he's ever played, and he, you know, for a large portion of that game, he didn't play well. But I still don't think you can put as much of it on Bo Nix as most people are. All right. Like, yes, he did not play well, but one of those interceptions took a good defensive play and a very lucky bounce for South Carolina. And the other one certainly looked to me like Seth Williams didn't run a, I don't know, a 100% effort route. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. We we'll, thought we'll, he was going to be somewhere that he wasn't. Yeah. We'll talk about uh. We'll talk about the offense in just a moment. Do you feel like you're always on? I mean, w- w- with things going on, you know, nonstop, whether it's work or obligations, and you just want a moment to chill with everything going go go go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Well, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. And that's Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill. Even if your team isn't playing this year, looking at some of the teams out west, there's still plenty of teams uh, and sports on TV to watch. It gives you the excuse to chill and drink a beer. Watching football is therapeutic to fans. It's uninterrupted me time and excuse for you to chill and drink beer. Mountain cold refreshment. Made to chill. Coors Light is cold, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new delivered straight to your door at GetCoorsLight.com. Dot com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Yes, ever. The improved Built Bar is even better than it was before. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, including uh, you know the, some of the 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread, mint, brownie, all these bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Uh, I mean, all of these bars, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. You can check all of these out at BuiltBar.com. You can use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Michael, when you look at the just the total output of offenses in this game, 
Auburn outgained South Carolina 481 to 297. Obviously, three turnovers that turned into 21 points is a huge deal. And I know you can look at some of these Bo Nix interceptions and say, well, it was a batted pass or miscommunication. But to me, it doesn't matter what it is. One, because when you look at the whole play, he looks uncomfortable the whole time, even when there's no pressure on him. And two, it's just it, it happens too consistently on the road away from Jordan Hare Stadium. What happens too consistently? He throws interceptions? Yeah, he just looks bad. Looks incredibly uncomfortable throughout pretty much any passing play. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Bo did a better job of looking poised in the pocket. I mean, through a quarter and a half-ish of this football game, everyone was like, wow, Bo looks incredible. Yeah, he wow, started Bo, great. Yeah, Bo's playing so well. You know, and then he throws two interceptions, and he kind of can't get right for the rest of the game and and, and has some issues. And, and then, you know, he still led Auburn back down the field with a chance to win the game there at the end. What do you think of um, the last play when he decided to run it? Um, it, it doesn't really matter because... Okay. It would have got even if he threw it, it would have gotten called back. Oh yeah, you're right. So I mean, um, I, I think that la- like the guy tries his tail off and does everything he could possibly do to try to win these football games for Auburn. And I know that that is like effort is not what I'm poking at here. I I I know that's I know that is a um even with Seth I don't know I, I, a cop out. I, even even oh, with I'll poke at Seth's effort, a hundred percent. I assume that's what they were arguing about. I can't tell with that last pick. I can't tell what went wrong. Obviously, the ball went to where Seth Williams was not. I would love to know who was in the right right place there. Yeah, because it seems uh, like they I, both thought they were in the right place. I agree. Um, if I had to guess, I would say Bo was correct. He was expecting you to break outside or maybe try to do some back shoulder thing and, and Williams went inside. But, I, I mean, there's there's no way to know. But it, it, it looks like Nix was correct, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that was weird. I, I don't know. I mean, Seth Williams had a very good game against Kentucky, but it seems like he has just had three bad games since then. And yeah, and you know there there's you know you kind of heard some rumblings as he was having some lower back pain. I one you you, you got to ask the question like does that is that connected at all? Yeah, but I mean he had two drops last week, and it, it's I don't know. It seems like he hasn't won a fifty fifty ball since Kentucky. Yeah, and I know he had a great catch on that deep pass, but I would argue that wasn't even a fifty fifty ball. That was like a 1090 ball. He shouldn't have caught that. Yeah. He also, like, he got, he beat him deep. Like, both did that thing where he falls backwards and throw it when he's not getting pressured there. I put that on my, my GIF thread on Twitter yesterday. But it's just like, it's so many different things where it's just like, why does everything look so difficult when Auburn's on offense? I, I just don't get it. Yeah. And the offensive line actually pass blocked way better than they run blocked. 
again, which is weird. Um, I, I'm there's. I feel like this is one of those games where people are really mad and they're heaping a bunch of a bunch of um, hate. I hate my number. Blame on Bo. And then a lot of people that I've seen or, or have talked to, a lot of the stuff they say, I'm like, well, that's not on Bo. Like, yeah, I, I think I, it all falls on on Gus. And I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's tough for me to go. It, it's tough for me when we go, we go and hear um, uh, 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 Gus say like, oh yeah, we were balanced this game. And like you know, we had 220 rushing and and 240 passing or whatever it was, and I'm like, wait, what? You think you thought that was a balanced game? Because you know, from where I'm sitting, you you draw back to pass over 50 times, and you ran the ball 36. 36. Like that's not balance. The thing that Gus said that bothered me the most was, I think Justin asked the question at the presser. Oh, I'm sorry. 61 dropbacks. Yeah, then some of those turn into to rushes. But the, uh, the thing that bothered me the most from Gus was when Ferguson asked him about, like, you know, essentially, like, what's up with the offense? And he blamed it on there being no spring practice. And it's like, well, LSU's offense looks okay. Ole Miss's offense looks okay. Didn't look great on Saturday, but for the most part, it's looked good. Like there, are, there are teams in the SEC that have good-looking offenses. Like everybody's playing with the same uh, same deck of cards at that point. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I just that is not that's not enough, man. And like we talked all off season, how Auburn was in a better position to overcome all of this stuff with COVID and this weird offseason because they had their, their, their quarterback coming back and how, you know, not many teams in the SEC were in that situation. And we're like, this is great. This is great. And then Chad Morris is just going to come in and kind of dress up the offense a little bit. And that hasn't really happened. And it's a shame. It's a total shame because these recruits are watching what's happening with Bo Nix. And I think it's concerning. I think it's very, very concerning, and it's not Bo's fault. Please hear me. I'm not. I'm not ragging on Bo Nix. It is not Bo's fault. But recruits, future four and five star guys that Auburn are going to be calling, they're paying attention to this, and I think that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, you don't want. Yeah, this is a. Maybe this will be a wake up call. I don't know, but it, it's definitely bad um alec jackson stinks i'll rag on him any day of the week okay um to be fair he was recruiting to play defensive tackle i don't understand why that's our best option at left tackle i don't care what he was recruited to play yeah sure sure but it's just like why is he there like why is there no other plan and maybe the juco guys didn't get healthy enough quick enough or maybe the juco guys just they weren't as good as they thought they were going to be i don't i don't know i don't know we can talk about the offensive line in just a moment right here on locked on auburn 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I mean, we said it, Michael. I mean, the offensive line looked better pass blocking. When I rewatched the game yesterday, and I was watching it while having the, the Packers-Bucks game on, it's like I would watch Bo Nix's feet, then I would look up and either see Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady's footwork. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the difference is staggering. But yeah, I mean, I mean from, a, from a whole, though, like the pocket was way cleaner than it has been at any point this season. Oh, yeah, there was, I mean, my mind immediately goes to one play where Bo was actually able to go through two or three or four reads and then run and get a first down. So, like, that's that's new. I mean, he had a he had 10 seconds to throw the football. Um, I, I still think on obvious passing situations or whatever, they struggle, namely Alec Jackson, but... This was Nick Brahms' best game of the season. This was Berdarius Ham's best game of the season. This was Deshaun Manning's best game of the season. Deshaun Manning is starting to look better and better to me. Same with Berdarius Ham. And I honestly, like, this is just, it's not great because now going into next season, we're all going to be like, I don't know. The offensive line started to round into shape, they were looking good. <laughs> And then they're going to let us down again. That's what happens every every year. Um, see, now I'm being all negative. That That's the worst part of games like that. Is like I try to be positive most of the time. I try to provide context or try to be like things aren't as bad. But then like a game like that happens where you can just see it during the game. Like it is just getting worse as the game yeah. goes on. Right. And, and then there's a long... You know, there's the long stretch in the middle of the game where the offense can't do anything, and then the defense, you know, starts to get tired, probably, um, or, or starts to miss some plays here or there. Mm-hmm. And the other team comes back, or the other team is like, oh, okay, Auburn's going to blow this. And. It just gets worse and worse. And then I'm, and then I struggled to be positive, And then. I just, it, just gets, it just gets negative. And I don't like, this see. Is... I don't see. Does Auburn get the five wins? Like, because I, I just, I'm, I'm not going to pick them this week on the road at Ole Miss. I'm just not picking them. Dude, did you watch Ole Miss play Arkansas? It doesn't matter. Auburn's on the road. Auburn's going to be on the road for two weeks in a row. I, I'm, there's no way in the world I'm picking them. Okay, Matt Corral threw six interceptions. I'm just saying, man. That's 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 where I'm. That's where I'm going. Um, LSU, that's going to be tough. I think they got a good chance in Starkville. Just they, but they're going to be on the road. Starkville's bad enough. Starkville's terrible. Uh, I think they lose at Tennessee at home. I know Tennessee looked bad. That's just, I, I called that at the beginning of the year. You got to go to Tuscaloosa, and then I don't feel good about them hosting A&M. I mean, Saturday was a really big deal to me. I, I, just, I just don't see, I don't see the upside with this team anymore. The only game that you just named that I don't feel like Auburn can win is the Iron Bowl. Okay. Because Alabama looks like an actual football team. And I feel like they're the only team in the SEC that does right now. 
Yeah, they, like they lose two Except up and they like Arkansas. look better. How how is that? What? It's like they lost two up and two first round draft picks at wide receiver, and they like look just as good. It is the most frustrating thing. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I. They're all robots. Yeah, I don't know. That's the but only it, answer. It, almost every other team in the SEC, to me, does not look like an SEC football team, except maybe Arkansas, which is weird. Yeah, I get that. Like, and, and honestly, maybe Kentucky. Maybe Auburn just had a really tough schedule. Let's start throwing that idea around. <laughs> no. <laughs> they lost to South Carolina. <laughs> Yeah. They haven't lost to South Carolina since like 1930. You kidding me? Yeah, okay, hold on. So so they kept saying that South Carolina has lost eight times in a row against Auburn. So did they play five times before 1930 or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I will say that's an, that's an itty-bitty sample size for us to be like, well, they haven't lost to them since 1930. Like, they've only played eight times. Like, And South Carolina has been like real bad for – a while, like forever, and, and honestly, like the 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 matchups that they had, like in twenty ten, like that was kind of at their peak. Yeah, in ten, and then they played in um, was it was it thirteen or fourteen when we had that crazy game with? I think it was the fourteen season, maybe. Am I remembering that correctly? But like all that was spurrier, like that was wild stuff. Those were some wild games. Eleven. It it may have been. It may. Have. Steven Garcia played him three times. Right. What a so guy, by know. the way. Did you listen to him? I did. I thought he was awesome. I was I, really sad that I, I, I love him. He was hilarious. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, We're going to call liked, him when Auburn plays uh, plays South Carolina in basketball, and he's going to be like, I don't watch basketball. Be like, I don't care. We're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to give some shout-outs here because there were some bright spots. Yeah, let's talk about the good for a few minutes. Um, first of all, Jacoby McClain, I, I know I kind of ragged on the yeah, you pooped on him right a second there, ago. Yeah, he, he's been awesome. Okay, he uh, he had an 85.9 tackling grade, which is very good. Um, he had a sack, obviously, uh, 12 tackles, seven run stops, or, or just stops, which are like failed plays for the offense, mm-hmm. basically. Um, tackles that constitute a failure for the offense so he was incredible uh auburn's highest graded defender was our boy colby wooden let's go um he was incredible again um especially early he was really 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 good early yeah if there's a bright spot for this auburn defense through four games i mean colby wooden has come out and shown why he won that job we were all kind of like wow that came out of nowhere and no, he's killing it. He, yeah, he has proven the coaching staff correct. Where did Roger McCreary score? Um, Roger McCreary's defensive grade was a 65.9. His okay. tackling grade was a 78.7. I mean, this defense can tackle outside of Tyrone Truesdale. Man, that Shy Smith dude, Like we, we talked about him in our matchups, but holy cow, he was so good. Yeah, I really wish he didn't catch that one pass. I mean, I know that that is like that was a absolutely stupid catch, right? But like, McCreary gave up. It was six targets, four receptions for forty three yards, and his long was was the thirty two. 
And the so thing that take- stinks for McCreary is like Randy Moss. Really good well, like Randy Moss is going to talk about him tonight on You Got Moss. Yeah. And like that's that stinks. That stinks. It's cool yeah, when Seth does it to Kentucky dudes. It's not cool the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Um, Auburn still can't cover running backs out of the backfield. Incapable. I think that's a college um, football thing. I don't think that's just an Auburn thing. Oh, yeah. That could be it. Um, I, I struggle. One of the things I struggle with is like, you've got a linebacker or you have a safety in Jamie and Sherwood who's six foot three, 220 something pounds. Like he played extremely well. His, his tackling grade was an 83 and his coverage grade was a 79. What was his smack talking grade? Cause that was really high up there. It looked like, yeah, I mean, he was talking trash. Smoke was talking trash. At least in 96. I mean, goodness gracious. They, like, I don't know why they don't have Jamie and Sherwood playing, like, quote-unquote safety. Instead of, like, actual safety. because And just having Jamie and Sherwood play linebacker. Because the dude's huge. He can fly and he can hit. I, I don't really know what else you want from a linebacker. Okay. And I know, I guess it's easy for me to say that or, or whatever, but, like, our two linebackers, granted, they're both playing well, but Owen Papo can't tackle, which is weird to say about an Auburn linebacker. And they're what's, both... What's Owen's tackling grade? A 60.7. I shouldn't say he can't tackle. That's perfectly average. He is, missed is, one tackle. Is, is 50 not average? No, 60 is average. Gotcha. Yeah. Owen's angles, to me, are very inconsistent. It's like he misjudges how fast people are. And that's probably because he's... Well, that could be because he's used to playing outside linebacker. A. B, it could be because he's used to being way faster than everyone else. And now he's not. Yeah, I mean it's been a year and a half now. I don't understand. I don't understand why that's an issue. Like, and KJ did it early before he got hurt, and I just kind of assumed that he was he was kind of. I think he had some nicks and bruises, other than you know his his thumb that he had to have surgery on. But um, yeah, I don't know the 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 angles thing. Hey, my bright spot is Eli Stove. I'm glad he was back. When the plays are designed to go to him, they work, and. I don't think any receiver um, under Gus Malzahn's time has been more underutilized than Eli Stove. Yeah, uh, he was good. I thought he, I thought he played well. Um, eight targets, seven receptions, sixty yards, and a touchdown. Thirteen yards after the catch. Four, four of his seven receptions went for a first down. Very good game. Yeah. Um, we, we, gotta, DJ, we, we got we got to wrap up soon, so let's do one or two more. Okay, DJ Williams is the number one rated running back in the country at pass blocking. That's huge. Uh, which I think is incredible. Well, when you pass almost every play, because um, people are mad because like I think DJ got more more uh, snaps and tank. And mm-hmm. people are like, why? And it's like, well, that's why. If Auburn's going in wanting to throw the ball over 50 times or whatever, like that's, that's, that, that's why. And so that's good for DJ. 
Tank Bigsby's grade on running plays is second best in the nation. To who? who who's number one? Do you have that? Yes. If it's Najee Harris, I'm going to scream. It's not. Good. It's not. No. Um, Tank's overall offensive grade is number two in the SEC behind Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky. How about uh, that? Najee Harris is 17th. Tank is at 86.0 on the season and an elite grade for the season. And elite grade for anyone is a 90 for pro football focus. And there's one running back right now with an elite grade of 90. Wow. And it's Javante Williams from North Carolina. Tank Bigsby's run run grade is a 91.2, which is elite. And it is number two in the country behind Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. Would Tank not Bigsby, have would not have guessed Khalil Herbert. Not going to lie to you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tank Bigsby has he he broke another or avoided another six tackles. Eli Stove did avoid one tackle. The only wide receiver who avoided a tackle was Anthony Schwartz, who simultaneously to me had his best and worst games of the season. Um, he had two bad drops, but then made a lot of like really good catches, which I thought was weird. Okay. Um, and then I thought Bradarius Ham was really good. He graded out really well. All right. And those are those are all my bright spots. Michael, where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackery. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We're back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.